Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, welcome to Josh Pugh's Court Heroes. I'm here as ever with Connor Kent. Hello, Connor, mate. Hello, Josh. How are you? I'm good, mate. We're on Zoom today. We are indeed. Which, um, it's kind of against everything we believe in, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it is. It is. We like to get in the room, get raw, get get real. <laughs> but on this occasion, we've been prevented by um, well, by rail rail issues. Yeah. I mean, look. They're, I'm sure they're striking for a good reason. Yeah, not today. This is just inept, ineptitude today. Which, yeah, um, yeah, which is a shame, really. Yeah, which, but, you know, all counts, but um, it's make it works, doesn't it, mate? And we've we've got also it, we are breaking the illusion that you know that the, today's guest is just about to pop in. We have pre-recorded it, and then we sometimes we do these bits separately. We lead busy lives. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you if you're going to hold that against us, then at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? Look at yourself in your own life. Because... <laughs> but thanks for listening as well. Yeah, also thanks for listening. How's your week been, mate? Yeah, it's been not been too bad, mate, to be honest. I, uh, I just sort of... Um, do you know what? Now that I knew that we were going to be talking about this guest, teeing up this guest coming on, I've been re-watching uh, something. And uh, I've just been absolutely loving it. An old comedy classic. So what's the comedy thing you've been watching? I've been re-watching Spaced. Oh, yeah. Mate, I love it. If I could, classic. Oh, if I could go back in time to two thousand and one and be myself now, that but I've never seen it before. I would love, like, I would like to be my age now, go back in time right. and watch it for the first time as a twenty-eight-year-old watching it in two thousand and one for the first time. Does it make sense? So how, so that how old would you be now in this podcast? Uh, two thousand six, so fifty-five. Well, would I? No, no. You're, so yeah. I'm now podcasting with somebody in their fifties. Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I know it just changed the dynamic a, a little bit. Am I old enough to be your dad? Or is that tight maths? No, it, it'd be it'd be tight. Yeah, it'd be tight. But, uh, <laughs> Get him in early. Yeah. So who, who is it? Who Sorry, is uh, this week is Peter Serovinovich. You better believe it. It's brilliant. Let's get him in here. Not into this Zoom, it's pre-recorded. Already, I'm conscious of my uh, my voice on this episode because, Connor, you've got a lovely voice. Thanks, Josh. And then our guest, Peter, you've got an amazing voice. Oh, no, no. <laughs> you have, Peter. <laughs> um, thanks. Joe, well, can you thanks. say something to make this feel better? Because you're, Yeah, so you're right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And people will know you for your voice, Peter, as well. You, you've kind of... Yeah. You've, you've done stuff with your voice. When, when did you first realise that you could do things with your voice? Um, when I was... It was about when I was two, and I used to impersonate the kid who lived upstairs who was from Australia. So, yeah, it was then, wow. really. And I used to impersonate my teachers and... Um, uh, you know, all that stuff, really. Just a, are you a mimic? Because I've seen your stand-up 
Uh, yeah, I but, can't. I've got nothing in my locker. No, voice wise. No, I wish. I it's wish okay. I did. It's okay. I kind of. Um, I, 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 if I do, have, it's good. If you do stand up and it, you're, it's good to be a character and yeah. have a bit of a different voice. Like Peter Kay famously made his mum Irish for whenever she spoke in his bits. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I've got, I've got nothing, man. But you've got a couple of impressions, Connie. Well, you show me earlier. I feel like you've set me up a little bit. <laughs> yes, yeah. obviously, oh. Peter, I'm aware of your impression, your various uh, impressions that you do. Well, Thanks. Don't do yourself down, no, no, but I've got, I've sort of got one. Go on. Uh, I'll do it and then you can tell me. I won't tell you who it is. That's the best oh, thing okay, about okay. impression, right? Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think, <laughs> is it Chris Tarrant? Yeah. 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 I feel pretty, uh, pretty happy with that. I'm actually fuming you've got that. <laughs> yeah, of course I know. <laughs> um, you know, because I learned how to do him from copying Rory Bremner when he was on, uh, he was a guest on uh, Good Morning Britain. And it was like, I was really young. Uh, Like I was, well, I was uh, like a teenager. Um, And I would, I used to video record any comedians that I thought were cool on the TV. And Rory Bremner was on and doing loads of impressions. I think I got about five different ones from him, you know, and, and, but it is how we, you know, we all, we, we copy each other. It's how we do everything. Yeah. It's how we do everything, you know, and and I'm with a with um, so with an impression. It was it was yeah, it was kind of him doing that noise. That <laughs> he's a bit like Popeye. I don't yeah. know if you know Popeye <laughs> yeah, much, yeah. but like you know, Popeye has kind of like. Yeah, that you know that that I can't really do him, but like I'm Alan, you know, and then he has the he's a bit like Chris Tarrant, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my favorite one. I I like to have um, I like to have Challenge TV playing in my flat, like when I'm just kind of pottering around, like pretending to to work, you know, and and, uh, and the, the Millionaire's been on recently. The, the the thing that Chris Tarrant does that I think is really funny, the hook that I would have now is is when he calls he calls the um, phone a friend person and they and, it, and you hear <laughs> Hello? Hello? Um, <laughs> is that Jeremy? Uh, Jeremy, it's Chris Tarrant here. They <laughs> like really sort of barks yeah. it down. Because where, where is, I always think that, where is the speakerphone there? That, that's always been my mind on yeah. uh, who wants to be a millionaire. Because there's a phone, there's got to be a phone somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For that to work. Yes, yes. I mean, I think there's some kind of artifice involved. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> but you know, it's just a massive though. receiver yeah. out of shot. So you, you talk about the hook, Peter. The, the hook, is that... Uh, a mimic, that's like a phrase or a noise to get you in yeah to get you to a, a little catchphrase or something that you can repeat and repeat and like I remember there was there was this guy uh, his he was an actor his name's Lawrence Lambert and he used to work with Phil Cornwell do you know Phil Cornwell mm. I don't know if you've ever see, heard of that thing Stella Street yeah Stella Street yeah so yeah it's Phil Phil was the taller of the two. Okay. And um and that was with John Sessions, who's another hero of mine actually. Mm. And he uh sadly died not very long ago. Um but he was fucking brilliant. I if anything as a kid that took me like that, I'd I'd re- uh, rewind it and watch it again. That's yeah. really small but even yeah. with songs now, if there's a lyric I like or there's an inflection of someone's voice. Really? I like I'll I'll, I'll because you can go back 10 seconds now on a lot of these YouTube things. You can like, reverse 10 seconds yeah. and I'll listen to that again. So do you listen to things, like, generally, do you listen to stuff over and over again, would you say? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, d- I do, yeah. Um, to the point that it ruins it for for me. But yeah. I, I can't get enough of it. I just, I just, I need, I need do you, do you, to listen to it. Do you have ADHD? Uh, I, my wife would say yes, but <laughs> it's nothing I've, I've looked into massively. But I... Right. I am. Um, yeah, I've always been like that. I always, even you know, so, so you know, towards the end of a song, and they'll they'll, they'll keep repeating like a like a, a lyric, maybe the title lyric, and they'll do it three times, and the fourth time they'll do a different inflection of it. Yeah, that to me, that that just makes fills my body with. Like, oh yeah, yeah. dude, I know, I know what you mean. 
I know. Do you get a thing? I realized this about about a year ago. Is that I can, you know, you, your your spine releases whatever it releases chemicals into your body. You yeah, know? and I don't know whether this is dopamine or whatever it is, but like I can just do it at will. Right, <laughs> I can do it at will. I I have to be really relaxed and like fall asleep, but I can just do it. It's like I'm flushing my wow. entire body with like. Uh, it just feels that, great. That is like a technique that somebody would monetize. Yeah. And, and teach, and you could have like a retreat, you get people there. Well, you know, it's funny you should say that, right? Because I was reading this thing about, uh, I don't know if you've heard of AI. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> artificial intelligence. Uh, <laughs> um, I, and there's... I think I've got this term. May I'm like sort of eighty percent sure what it is. I can't remember. I think this is what it's called. It's called full beam virtual reality. I think is what is the term. Wow. Or if it's not that, it's like it's something similar to that, right? Um, either way, it's not a it's not a good term for it because I can't remember what it is. Right? <laughs> um, and this. This describes a version of virtual reality that is completely immersive, meaning you don't wear any kind of equipment, any headgear, you know. And, um, it's directly, like, into your brain. And, and what this... And, and this particular person who was talking about this thing was saying that it, it, it's entirely possible for to have electro uh, to have the brain electrically stimulated by by um a computer virtual reality thing that would not only make whatever you you know would not only make the illusion completely convincing but would actively encourage the the production of dopamine in your body right it's like that's really really scary yeah it's like a black like almost like a black mirror episode no, yeah, it's, but, yeah it's, but beyond it's beyond it that. stops being virtual reality but it's is reality yeah well <laughs> yeah i guess how you define reality you know but like uh you know what are all the drug dealers gonna do <laughs> you know yeah. i mean yeah that's seriously that's it you know the, i do you know Red Dwarf? Mm-hmm. Right, I've never really, I never really got into Red Dwarf, but for some reason I read both the two books. One of them is about this exact situation. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good. I think it's like this, the thing in Wally as well, isn't it? Oh, or yeah. like yeah, the Matrix, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to start talking about the Matrix <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> It's so funny, Andrew Tate. Oh my god! It's like it's like you know when you're a kid and you watch a film or a TV show, and you say, um, "Oh, I'm him." You know that yeah. character. That character. I'm him. I'm he man. You know, and he's like, "I'm," you know, "I'm Morpheus." <laughs> I'm that guy from the Matrix, guys. <laughs> um. Anyway, what was I saying? I mean, it. But it is. It's like really it's it, it's not like some kind of metaphor for how we're how we're con- controlled by everybody you know every, the government and companies and every everything and it's like which is all true as well but like this is like real it's you know it's it's really it's one of the scary aspects of it I i've think. not tried any virtual reality stuff so the closest I've come to it is, you know, um, remember the theme parks as a kid, they had like the simulators yeah. and you'd go in and there'd be a movie on the screen yeah. and the, the thing would move up and down yeah. and they'd pump smells in. Mm. They'd pump smells in? I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, maybe, I don't know if somebody's <laughs> throwing bad breath next yeah. to me. But, <laughs> and it was like, um, that, that was the original... I've never tried anything with the, with the headset on or... Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, if you it's, kind of, if you it's done worth it. it. Yeah, I think, like, my grandparents, when we going to my grandparents' house, um, and I think, like, in the, maybe in the 80s and 90s, where video games had first sort of come out, they they had tried some sort of 
headset yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I remember, like, playing on my, like, uncle's, whatever that was called, like, VR headset thing, when it was a very simple game of, like, um, sh- you know, like, uh, if you go to an arcade and you're yeah. just shooting the ducks or that sort, that sort of thing. Yeah. It was like that. Oh, so, so remember, it wasn't linked to the TV at all? No, it was it just was, straight, that was the sc- I think screen. it was just straight built in to whatever <laughs> it was. What's the matter with you two? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, grandparents. Mean, yeah, my grandparents. Yeah. So you've never tried like, uh, like you know, they've improved a little bit <laughs> since then. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. You've used AI, haven't you, as part of performance? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, I'm, I'm mad into it. You know, um, I just did um, a couple of months ago. I did this show, which was called the Elvis 2023 Comeback Special. Mm-hmm. Are you any of you Elvis fans? Yeah, yeah, I love, yeah. It. I love Elvis. Really? Yeah, okay, okay. So I, I've never really been that much of an Elvis fan, right? And. Um, uh, although you know, I always appreciated how talented he was, and and but like it was researching for this show, I I, I realized he's really talented, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's he's so. I mean, I just fell in love with him. Mm-hmm. Really, I just I I think I'd started out this show as like with with the sort of broad intention it was going to be making fun of Elvis in some way right not hopefully not in like an obvious way because you know I like to kind of think of myself as someone who doesn't like Mm. do obvious Mm. things which is which is a that's a bad thing to have (laughs) most of the time it's best to just to go with the straightforward mm, yeah. A to okay. B yeah. idea. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, uh, rather than overcomplicating it, sure. which, is, which is what I tend to do. And also have in my mind, you know, I want to be the coolest kid in town and like <laughs> everybody say, wow, look at what this guy's done, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, it just means you end up doing hardly anything because nothing is kind of good enough anyway. Do you you find yourself being, would you consider that being a perfectionist? Yeah, I would say it's a form of that, definitely. And it's all kind of, I suppose, a form of um, procrastination. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And yeah, and it's like, you know, I mean, I don't I tend to write a lot in my Mm. head, you know, and, 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 but, you know, if it, it doesn't matter how much is written up here. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, that that's nothing. No, no one can see it. No one can read it. And it doesn't, it, it doesn't exist. Um, this is what I've, this is what I've been telling myself <laughs> for years. Um, but it's hard, isn't it? Because a lot, a lot of it, you can't really quantify what's happening there. Like you, you're walking around with ideas, you're kind of percolating on stuff. And just because it isn't tangible, like mm. I always say about stand-up writing isn't, it's necessarily sitting with a notebook and thinking writing is just living your life sometimes and but how do you stuff's got to go in hasn't it to come out yeah yes but like it's got to come out it's got to come out i mean (laughs) yeah like but then so you're a stand-up right and like um uh you know that's a very you know it's like an oral tradition but i i i think i do know you know it it is common for stand-ups to write physically right yeah 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 i mean do you do that yeah i do do that as well yeah kind of i write 
every probably the opposite actually whenever something comes to me I write it down put it as a note on my phone wow well that's a brilliant discipline to I'm kind of just, I want to reward my brain for giving me stuff okay I'm like oh thank you yeah put that down thank you <laughs> I'm not saying that out loud but I'm yeah. just, no but that's really good that's a really good technique because I don't want to I don't want to shut off that thing that's giving me stuff I want to Mm. that is a bit shit but I will still put it yeah down. it's yeah. important too isn't it yeah. it, it but then I'd never, I'd never do the next but I'd never go back through it really I'd naturally remember the best stuff I'd hope I, I don't know ah uh, okay I mean look I, I honestly think that's like the number one thing and it's like I'm constantly talking myself out of noting things down because I think either I'll remember it or it's too shit to <laughs> to, to put thumb to iPhone screen, <laughs> you know, and like both of those are just bullshit. And you know, it's like I've been, I've been writing this thing for like writing up here, <laughs> but like, um, and um, with my writing partner trying to, um, trying to trying to write this thing, which is. It's about all these conversations that I have with myself, and because I spend a lot of time alone, like a really like unhealthy (laughs) amount of time alone, and like I've always kind of created stuff on my own, like with a little headphones and microphone, you know, and and uh, tape recorder, um, and then like and now you know the stuff you can do, like now just on your own is it's it's just fantastic um and incidentally i think that's that's the thing oh yeah i've got adhd is what i've been trying to say (laughs) in in you know i i I don't know how many 15 topics we've we've (laughs) but um but yeah i i was diagnosed with adhd um about 10 years ago and um and i would say to anyone if they think that they are i you know, and you, I would say, like, really investigate. You, you're yeah. one of the you were quite an early adopter of um, YouTube, Peter. You did yeah. stuff on YouTube very early. How, how was that then? Was that kind of a conscious decision you were going to start doing that, or did you just messing about? And well, it was, it was, it wasn't really. I suppose it was using it as me and me and my brother had this had this idea to do um, some sketches that. Uh, and these sketches of what became the Peter Serafinowicz show. I think we, I think we maybe even used some of the footage that we shot, but it was like on this little digital camera. I, I was in, we were in LA and I was doing, have you heard of pilot season? Yeah. Yep. So have you ever done it? No. no. I, know, I know somebody that has, so it's kind of, you're just out there, aren't you? And just yeah, it's like the beginning of yeah. the year. You kind of there. It's like it's it's different now because there are so many like streaming services and stuff, and they don't have the same schedule. But when it was like TV, it would be all the main networks would cast and do all their pilots in like sort of March, and they'd you'd go out for auditions and stuff. It was really good fun. Um, and we re- we did these sketches where I did like some impressions and um, uh, it was like red carpet sketches. And at the time, YouTube had hadn't even been out for about a, even a year, I guess. And um, there was that Lonely Island video, um, the chronicle, the Chronicles of Narnia video. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, yeah. So it was like that inspired us to be like it was like a way of leapfrogging the uh, gatekeepers. I think a lot of gatekeeping has been abolished, Mm. you know. I mean, there are now other gatekeepers online and stuff and, you know, different types of gatekeepers and different types of gates and (laughs) (laughs) being kept. (laughs) It was, so using YouTube, it's like, we didn't use it like, we weren't like YouTubers then. It was like we were using YouTube in order to get stuff on the TV. But then when we made the sketch show, we we consciously made the sketches so that they would be they they could exist and have a life of their own like when they were broken up and yeah. put online. Which were which at the time 
like the sort of conventional wisdom was that you didn't want to do that because like you wanted people to buy your DVDs. Yeah, that's that interesting. Your sketches are really easy to find on YouTube. Yeah. Aren't they? The daddies that you... Oh, yeah. More so yeah. than any of shows of, of that of that time. Right, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess... Guess I'm, I don't know, just really clever, you know. But like that was that was a conscious decision of yeah. ours, like, and um, you know, yeah. And so it's like, so just I, I did this character Brian Butterfield on my show, and um, and we're doing a a tour of this character who hasn't been on TV for like like well over like ten years, and um, but it's because of it's. It wouldn't. We wouldn't be doing this if, like, we hadn't uh, built, like, built the sketches in that way and knew they were going to be just little independent things rather than, you know. So that was our little, a little flash of inspiration. It's sort of like on the internet, people can be immortal in a sort of mm. way, you know. Like Elvis is not going to disappear from yeah. the internet. Mm. I, I imagine, you know. Um, I mean, people are so. You two are Elvis fans, yeah. I mean, people. Yeah. I, th- I what I realize is like people are the most freaky fans about Elvis than any <laughs> other artist. Yeah, interesting. I suppose it's what goes with it. He's got a look. He's got he's got various looks. Yeah. He's yes. got various looks. Yeah, he kind of there's an ending. There's there's a there's, you know, there's, yeah. a, there's a decline and a there's an arc which people buy into it. It's as a well. tragic yeah. story yeah. as well, and. Um, but uh, you know, I I think there's something else about him that is magical because all those things add up. But like, you know, it's like it, it's like I'm a I, I've always been a massive Beatles fan, and, and but like Beatles fandom, it's it's not you don't get people who've got like they've redecorated their <laughs> yeah. living room yeah. in the Beatles. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There may yeah. be a handful of yeah. them, but like. There's there's definitely people with an Elvis room, yeah. right? Probably like one or two degrees of separation from mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, and I, Elvis, even Michael Jackson, or any of you know modern Lady Gaga. I mean, comparing Lady Gaga to Elvis and like thinking, I don't know, it it doesn't. It's 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 crazy yeah. his appeal. Yeah. Is it cliche to say that we don't have the same sort of rock stars or like? you know, that is sort of seen in the same light. I, yeah. I don't know if or not that part of that is like there's a nostalgia and obviously that at the time, nostalgia always feels better than what you, is currently out. Do you know, do you know sure, what I mean? Sure, but this, I, I agree. But I, I think Elvis has got this sort of, yeah. ma- like you say, magic. I, you know, I want to say X Factor. Yeah, as you but, say, it's lots of things. I don't yeah. but He would be brilliant on the X Factor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'd win. Yeah. I think he'd really thrive like during so. Elvis week as well. He'd really yeah. thrive. Um <laughs> 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 but it's, lo, lo, lots of things I don't don't know. It's, he looks incredible. Yeah, his voice is amazing. He grew yeah. up where he grew up. He's um, but the so, the songs, the songs hold up. Yeah, yeah. the songs, the, the 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 quality. I was telling you about the show I was doing, and the, this the idea was that Elvis is like in the 1968 comeback special leather uh, suit, looking the coolest he'd ever looked, and. So so and he's choosing new songs to do for his new show but like these are all songs that either were written or released after he died or that he just never did you know so it was kind of it was really cool this this oh yeah so it's like me I'm dressed as Elvis I've got an Elvis wig on I'm uh, I've got the whole black leather suit and everything and then I've got this little camera on stage that tracks me wherever I am on the stage. And there's that camera, there's a video feed. So there's a big uh, video screen behind me. Uh, and it's live, but it's it's Elvis's face instead of mine. It's like, it, it's deep, deep faked live. And it's like, it's really cool. Because um, like, you know, when you, you, if you've ever been to like a big, concert where like i went to see paul mccartney at the o2 and even though you could still you could see him from where i was sitting but like you just end up watching the screen you know and yeah. uh and yeah it was cool it was it was really cool and uh just watching him in interviews <laughs> and how 
how funny he was. He was, that's the thing that I really connected with was how, just how funny that guy is, you know, and how, like how kind he was to everybody and like, you know, and, and what an abusive relationship he was in with his manager. Yeah. And, like, mm. um, you know, anyway, but, uh, yeah. So it's like, I, I did all these songs. Like I did, I came on to back in black. And are you singing here? I'm singing yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, and so you're singing as Elvis, but songs that were released yeah. after. So I do, yeah, I do Back in Black, I do... Uh, so this, I, from concept, this is your thing, Pete. So you, yeah. you, you thought, I'm going to do an Elvis AI show, and then you've... Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is with my... Um, I've got a writing partner, Samantha Spears, and we've... Um, we've so this is one of the things that, that we've been doing together. We've also got a game show. <laughs> in 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 uh, development and um cuz like what you know it's like i don't know what the new forms of entertainment yeah. are going to be yeah. i mean like tiktok you know yeah like but, but game a game show is quite a human experience a quiz is quite a human experience that will transcend any format mm, really when it people yeah a, a, a given a question and try and get the answer yeah that will keep going surely yeah i mean definitely and it's you know yeah something that i've something that i've realized um that you know it's something that gives me faith in like people want to be humans want to humans gonna hume do you know what i mean (laughs) humans gonna hume a hundred a hundred (laughs) (laughs) do you know um uh, Lost for Life by Iggy Pop. Yeah, big time. So like that, that's one of my favorite songs. And like, so I did that as Elvis. And when you got it up on a big screen, yeah. it, it uh, and it's live. It doesn't, and it doesn't even have to be like even HD resolution. It yeah. just looks great, you know. Um, so I'm just, but then you've also got the experience that people can watch you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People so can, it's like yeah. you can. It's like going to see like War Horse or something yeah, when you see yeah. the puppeteers, yeah, yeah. you know, and you. <laughs> you see my fucking wrinkled face like uh, <laughs> you can see that, but what's cool is like you can you can see the expressions I'm doing and how that translates to him you know mm. and uh, and you know as an impressionist it's like the most brilliant that's incredible the most brilliant like feedback to have this live deep fake because yeah, I can I can just dial up anybody that I've got in the in the computer and then you know i'm looking at myself doing like tom cruise or something yeah, yeah. somebody that i you, wouldn't if you've got to be quite there's got to be some physical resemblance between you and the person you're deep faking those that you couldn't do somebody that looked completely no i i would say that it's more to do with how animated your face is mm. and how like i think I've got a very animated face, and and some people just don't. And I, I, but I think with with mimics in particular, it's like it's a trait that that we share. But anyway, in terms of the technology, though, n- n- no. I mean, like if you if if somebody's got a wildly different shaped head to you, yeah. then you know. In terms of the face and stuff, I mean, what I can do now because I'm so clever is <laughs> I've got uh, I can do replaced the whole head so i've been doing stuff with um <laughs> brian butterfield yeah, yeah so that like i've got prosthetics uh, on my cheeks and i've got a big double chin and i've got a mustache and uh and a wig but like i can do all of that like to a sort of to an acceptable standard mm-hmm. with some limitations but like i can just do it and like the the makeup's on yeah. my head you know <laughs> it's like really cool because i hate hate having mm, like prosthetics on i mean it's fine for like 20 minutes and then yeah you know but does it take long to get into into brian uh into the character yeah um oh do you mean like physically into the character and then also physically with the prosthetics um uh, yeah yeah it 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 takes about with the prosthetics now um like we're doing it on tour um it takes about like an hour and a bit or something, and I, you know, and I have like a, a cigarette break in the middle of that, mm-hmm. and so I don't know about an hour and a half. It's it's kind of okay, but uh, 
the one we we did a show last night at the Moth Club. Do you know the Moth? Yeah, Club? yeah. So hot and um, and yeah, my prosthetics were. We had to stop the show at one point because my fucking <laughs> cheek was <laughs> flapping yeah. off. So just going back onto. Um, you know, sort of the the early YouTube success, and then like you said, like things live on the internet forever. Mm. Is sort of part of the reason um, Brian Butterfield sort of come back into the limelight. Yeah. Is is that because you've you've seen sort of maybe that the sketches have come back up again, and like they're doing really good numbers? And- I guess, like, yeah. Um, uh, my brother runs the Brian Butterfield tw- Twitter account, mm. and like, so that's that's sort of constantly kind of reminding people, but like. I think they've just had like a steady amount of views for like yeah. years, you know, and like uh, there's a crazy thing that this is only a character that was in like this is in like two sketches, yeah. Kitchen Gun. Do yeah, you know yeah. this character? Yeah, yeah. But like there's a whole there's this whole like I didn't realise at all is this like whole cult thing built up around Kitchen Gun. Do you yeah. know about this? We know. I know the sketch kitchen gun, but I don't know but about the cult know. following. Well, right? the, what what it entails is people remixing the kitchen gun video okay. in like wildly different <laughs> and increasingly elaborate <laughs> yeah. styles. Okay. It's cr- there's like a competition every year for people <laughs> to. There are compilations that are like twenty thirty minutes long of of all the um, the the. The entrance from that year. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's really, it's really crazy. <laughs> I love it though. It's like yeah. a such a micro thing to yeah. get obsessed about. Yeah. It's so stupid, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it, it, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Things that live on the internet. And, you know, there's a lot of things to be worried about with with technology, and particularly like AI and stuff. But like. There are so many cool things oh, as well. Right. Like I did this thing, um, this this company called Eleven Labs, and they uh, they've got this thing where you can clone a voice. You give it like two minutes of somebody speaking, and it can create a a a, a, a clone of that voice. And like it it really works. It really works. And what the what you can do now is um, you can get it to so if you put your voice in, you can have it say anything you want it to say. Like say if you lost your voice, that would be that would be cool, you know? Yeah, that's true. And then but now it can translate what you say into any language and then you hear yourself speaking like French. Yeah, that's or, crazy. But like really fluently and confidently. Yeah. And you know what? That will help people to learn yeah. French. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like because I know with with the feedback that I get from the deep fake when I'm doing an impression and I can see the person's face moving in that way it's like you know the, first of all you realize like your your voice only has to be like 45% a yeah. good impression in order for it, the whole thing to be 100% convincing yeah. Yeah. right it's really weird how all the all the things your brain fills in for you, yeah. you know, and and how much that is part of, not only just how much is part of perception, but like how differently people, what what parts people put, uh, you, know, you know, how people fix it together in their mm. minds, how mm. people see things, is like it's really, really so so individual mm. for everyone, and. Yeah, but it's like, but I, I just, so I just know, like, hearing, you know, when I've done this thing with hearing myself, you know, it's like, that will, that that is really super helpful. Yeah. Mm. I suppose that there's always two things, isn't there? There's, there's the people that see that, oh, this can be used for great things. It can, you know, it can, people have lost the voice or want to learn a new yeah. language, but then there's other people that will be like, this is... We can get an old person to phone up the bank and yeah, oh yeah, get you know. There's, there's yes, good, it's like you, we've got to be sort of like smart about. It's like we just naturally, you know, we just have to learn a new set of skills. It's like you know when Photoshop came out, 
like with Photoshop, you've essentially got like deep fakes, but for yeah, for photos, yeah. I mean, there's still like an equal amount of mischief you can do with yeah. Photoshop, yeah. right? It's like, but we've like adjusted, and we know when something's photoshopped, almost don't we? It's like it almost become yeah. like, oh, we that that doesn't there's something there that doesn't look right that's, to our human eye, yeah, mm. and that's. And that that same instinct kicks in with deep fakes as mm. well, you know. And um, like you know, when I use them, it's like I'm up front with it, and you know, it's me. And that's part of the fun of it, knowing there's somebody underneath there yeah. who isn't Tom Cruise, who's making that, you know. Who's, <laughs> it's 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 part of the fun, you know. And um, but like when you, if you really set out to deceive somebody, which people are going to do and have you know have done as well um i think humans will still be able to detect uh there are so many different there are so many different cues apart mm. from the obvious ones it's like you know what's why am i seeing this video for a start yeah, you know yeah, just like yeah why does this video exist? Who wants me to watch this video? Yeah, you know, what, yeah. what's the context? And, of it? and even, if, even if you can't quantify that, you, you'll feel you'll feel a sense of unease. I think, yeah, because something is off. Yeah, so I don't even know what it is. It is, yeah. There's this book called um, "The Gift of Fear." It's by this guy who's like an ex. He's an ex CIA agent, and it's like a survival guide for like like uh, unwanted encounters on the street or for women like walking home at night or, you know, that kind of, those kind of scenarios. Um, and the, the, the gift of fear of the title is, refers to this feeling that after somebody's been mugged or attacked or something, they, the, the, their accounts of what happened almost always had this this detail which was when when I saw this guy I knew something wasn't quite right but I went over anyway right mm -hmm. that kind of thing I knew something wasn't quite right and that's that's it that's the gift of fear is like mm -hmm. you've got to trust that when you when you think that it's not wrong it's never wrong yeah yeah it's never wrong even if it is wrong just cross the street anyway just just in case, you know, I mean, it's, anyway, it's that, it's that, yeah. it, it's that thing that, like, trusting your, your human self, yeah. your animal self, you know. Do you, do you see that reflective also in, in your comedy work? So that gut instinct that you follow, is that something that you always sort of rely on? You go, I, ju I just, I can just feel that this is the right way to move yeah, into things. I think, yeah, I think sometimes like I, I think I've got a funny idea and I just know it's funny. I can't explain it to anyone, but if I do it, I know it'll be, f I know people will be laughing and like, what the fuck, right? Yeah. And, you know, and I think often I've, I've proved myself right. And then sometimes, sometimes I haven't. And I think it's because something to do with ADHD or whatever you want to call it, like, has made me blind to what the actual funny part of the joke or bit is. And I do that actually, you know, I do it kind of fairly often. And um, it, like I've, I just haven't, I haven't realized that, oh, this is the funny part of this, you know. I'm trying to think of an example, but um, like sometimes I'll do something and then people will be like, why didn't you... And I'm like, oh, yeah, I should have yeah, done that. Sure, I should have yeah. explained that bit because otherwise you don't understand. the. I've, I don't know. I've filled in the, the, the gaps yeah. and I, I assume people, other people have as well. That, that gut feeling so interesting because I think socially, how often have you said something, think, oh, this would be funny and it gets nothing? Very rarely. Um, I, it's never happened to me, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, you know it's quite a rare thing to think. Oh, that's funny. I'll say that, and it usually is. But then when, when it comes to uh, yeah. being like, so you should. But but also you know there's an interesting thing with that as well. If you say something and it's like you flub it or it's whatever. If you say it in the style of a funny line, people are going to laugh, right? Because yeah, especially yeah. if that's the mood, it's yeah. like. You know, things can be in the style of comedy and still kind of, yeah. still kind of 
fool you, you know. Is it, is it Andy Daly? So, you know, Andy, Andy, Andy Daly. Daly, I love him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, so he, he, he does a whole act of that, doesn't he? So he just does things that sound like they should be jokes, but then there's, there's nothing. It's just does it's doing all the inflections it and so the, yeah, sure. yeah, it's amazing. It's just that's <laughs> yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Can I just ask if there's is there anything in your career that you, you're most proud of, or if you could press a button and relive again, is is a, is there an experience or in my career? Yeah. Um, uh, I, God, I don't know really. There's so many things I'm proud of. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm like everybody. I'm like, no, that could have been better, or you know, um, uh, God, I don't. You know what? I, you know, I beat up on myself too much, really. Um, I to 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 have something that I, <laughs> um, I I don't know. I mean, I I think maybe I love. I loved making Look Around You with yeah. Robert Popper. And, um, you know, and that also, that included so many of our friends and family and stuff as well. And, uh, you know, so I think that the the period of making that and me and Robert writing that, that was probably, that was such a laugh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, and having the, the screening for Look Around You, um, we had we had it at this cinema in Soho, and um, it was like, I mean, we had like it was like everybody from comedy was there, you know. I mean, I know I'm sounding like I'm kind of bragging or whatever, but like this was like two thousand, two thousand, two thousand one, and um, you know, it was just everyone who was going to be anything in comedy for the next like. 20 years or whatever like uh, Simon Pegg and Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant and uh, and and Sh- uh, Sean Locke and Edgar Wright and uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and wow. I mean it, like just on and on and Julia Davis I think was there and like you know it was I think that's always been my ambition is that I've always wanted funny people to think I was funny. That's yeah. what I wanted yeah. when I was a when I was a teenager, you know. I wanted to be um you know, like for Harry Enfield to think I was funny. Yeah. And like now I know him and I think he does think I'm funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. Who's your cult hero? You know, really, Spike Milligan, if I'm being really super honest, you know, Spike Milligan is my cult hero. And I've got a a big uh, painting of him in my living room. It's massive. And it's like sort of like that. It's made out of... um, It's guy this... Oh, God, I can never remember the guy's name. Um... But it's made out of these, he makes these collages out of like different like vinyls. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. But like Spike Milligan, he was, when I saw him, it was like something, I had like a, some kind of aneurysm when I was about 10 and I saw him doing a joke on his, on his sketch show and I was just like, Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. You can do that. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking great. Razor, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank, thank you. thank you so much. Cheers. Fucking hell. <laughs> what an app. He's great, isn't he? He's great, Connie. He's um such a big character, isn't he? Yeah. Peter. He was a uh, real Real cool for us to to get him and for him to come and do it, and he's yeah. um he's got so much going. He's on tour next year. Well, he's on tour. He's just finished his tour, but he's doing a big one at the Hammersmith Apollo in London on the fourteenth of June, twenty twenty four. As Brian Butterfield get along to it, and we'll probably be there. Can I imagine? Probably get invited. Guest Triple A access all areas. Yeah, I'm waiting for the email, but if not, I have also bought two tickets. Just in case, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, just, just in case. Safe. But I imagine we'd probably get picked out the queue and be like, "Actually, you two come this way." It's personal. Yeah. You're obviously close friends with Peter, so come this way. No yeah, problem. Probably, we will do. Yeah, we'll probably be swamped as well. They'll probably see it as like a security threat, won't they? If we're in the queue. So. Yeah. 
That's and it'd be like, oh, okay, is it, yeah, it's probably like a double. What people in the audience go, oh, is this a double header? Is it like yeah. a Court Heroes Live and Brian Butterfield? Yeah, I mean, imagine this pod, but with Brian as a guest, that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah, at the Apollo. Oh, are we edging our way into his Apollo show here? Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> imagine having a podcast open for you on tour. Has <laughs> <laughs> that ever happened? <laughs> I think that that set a bar. Um, but oh, yeah, I love the it, idea of us like walking out to the Apollo to the the theme music, do, 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 <laughs> uh, and get on the Patreon if you want. Get on yeah. the future episodes. We'll see you next week. Got another great guest next week. We won't reveal. Keep keep an eye on the socials. Yeah, find us at, at Cult Heroes Pod. Let us know if you have any cult heroes you want to hear from. We'll be in touch with them. Try and get them on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Safe journey home. All the very best. Kind regards, Josh and Connor. (laughs) Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.